0: Welcome to Chit Chat, a judgment-free forum for conversation around hot topics that impact the Indian American community, inspired by the latest episodes from Family Karma, the first all-Indian American reality TV show on Bravo.
1: Who loves Diwali?
2: I love Diwali. I love
1: Diwali.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's almost like this Diwali season, just like there is, you know, Christmas season, so to speak. So there are multiple parties and gatherings.
1: Diwali is my favorite holiday. I know. I wish we got it off. I'm
3: pretty on the fence about it. It's fun. And it's like a, it symbolizes new beginning. I kind of had a cool experience this year because I was visiting my younger sister and she lives on a very predominantly Indian street. So everybody was doing fireworks, which is kind of fun you know I appreciate it like I appreciate the Chinese New Year in some ways like it's cool I appreciate the culture behind it Um, I definitely want to move it to the next generation but I'm pretty on the fence about making it a national holiday and making it bigger than it is I guess
0: that's that's interesting let's talk about what Diwali was like for us growing up
4: for me it was honestly the most anticipated time of the year and I think it's really because we could all meet more often and we were doing our Diwali dance practices several times a week and I I loved those times and we got to eat Mithai and you know, <laughs> listen to Hindi music and be silly together. I mean, and... I think we took it really seriously.
1: Like we would we we did. meet we did. for six months every weekend for yeah. would practice for hours because this was the performance of our lifetime. And it was like, everybody was gonna be watching who would be there. We were practicing in my, this is gonna sound weird, but my dad's mental asylum. No, the mental asylum. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, that was fabulous. <laughs> Okay, my dad bought a mental asylum, and he was going to convert oh. it into some sort of business that I still don't know. He decided- Or we're empty. it empty? It was, was empty. empty. Yeah. Yes, it was yeah. empty.
0: There were rooms with padded <laughs> walls in there. there were- Somebody decided possibly that it was a
1: really good idea <laughs> for, for world all world of jerk. these like, 30, 40 kids to go into this mental asylum and practice <laughs> every weekend. Everybody's and- a little
2: creeped out by it.
1: Yeah, we, a little, Rashiga. So we used to play hide and seek. Vishal was in the, <laughs> Vishal got stuck in the padded room once. Do you remember that? <laughs>
0: I I don't remember yeah. that. But you're right, Neha, you were talking about how serious it was. Like we, not for nothing, not that I'm bragging here, but we were, <laughs> we were middle school or high school students who were ultimately performing at our own cultural show, but then also at the local college cultural shows, which, having gone through college is, is actually a big deal like I remember we used to perform at the University of Miami shows like once in a while so went
2: to the Gadrafi Diwali show yeah. so we actually went to other parts of well, other
4: yeah other even different cultural places. festivals I think too yeah right? we were pretty cool <laughs> we were like a
0: dance like an unofficial dance troupe. dance troupe I think the hardest part the, about the Bali was always afterwards when that routine would just stop mm-hmm. I actually remember weekends after Diwali and feeling sad because I felt like I had nowhere to go.
4: <laughs> you know you see the Indian culture where we're meeting our community and we're exchanging gifts, we're sharing mithai with our friends and it's actually so and I think because we went to art classes as children we kind of did have some understanding of the religious aspect of Diwali and that's basically like you know Lord Ram was coming home after this 14-year exile and this whole community is ready to embrace him, ready to welcome him. And that's kind of like what Diwali is too, like we're welcoming home. And there's also the the aspect of good over evil because he's finally like, it's good is finally conquering over evil. And then there's that spiritual aspect where you're asked to look within and try to figure out a way where in your own mind, how you can conquer good over
1: evil. I grew up in a family that was not religious, right? And so we did the cultural stuff because, it felt good. And so I associate Diwali with just being a nice human. You get together with your, you know, your whole family. Everyone's going to be really nice that day. And then you're going to go see your extended family or your extended community. And everyone's going to be really nice that day, except for on family karma. But (laughs) (laughs) you, you gotta be sweet. And then you eat sweets, and then you buy new clothes, and everybody's happy
3: we talked about the expensive rug
1: last time, but it
3: kind of feels like that sometimes with the volley as well. It's about the new clothes and who has the matai and being good on this one specific day. And that's where I had like the disconnect, where I, You know, I, I enjoyed the volley and I, the puja is meaningful. I did grow up in a relatively religious family and I enjoyed that um, aspect, but then just the, you know, the being good at your dance and looking good for the aunties, mm-hmm. the auntie network, I, that's kind of the stuff that I feel like sometimes, You know, Christmas ends up being about having the tallest Christmas tree and the most gifts under the table. Mm -hmm. And Diwali, just like that, can sometimes be um, misconstrued and over-commercialized. Goddess Lakshmi is supposed to be about spiritual wealth. And Mm -hmm. so many Indians tend to focus on the material wealth. I even felt that
4: in Hong Kong, you know, like there's this exchange of toll, which is gifts to one mm. another on Diwali it almost felt like a competition at one point and mm-hmm. from all my childhood memories I was like this is not Diwali, Diwali is you know you're coming together, together with your family with your friends and it's just this fun time to enjoy and be happy and so seeing that side of it and trying to keep up in a way it, it did affect me and I had to take mm. a step back and realize and self-reflect and remember this
2: spiritual aspect of it. All of our holidays are connected to our culture for sure and there's this huge social aspect to them which makes them very special
1: but like you're saying the meaning might get lost along the way when you do that i sort of like hate what i'm about to say but i'm going to say it anyway the whole idea behind the Bali is that it's a new beginning it's a, a little spark of hope that says okay the year that you just went through it's over there's something new happening the idea behind buying new clothes yes it's definitely for the people who are selling the clothes there's something to saying I'm in something new, I'm have a new mindset and I'm ready to start this this new year. And so while like I agree it's like commercialized and like, you know, that's not great, part of me is like, I don't know. Like I'm not that mad about it. <laughs> like I'm I'm pretty okay buying something new and having like a physical thing to show me that I'm moving in a slightly different direction than I've been going in. I
0: agree with you actually now. The action of wearing new clothes, you're exactly right. It does do something to you mentally and it makes you feel like it can do something to you philosophically too. But that part gets totally, we were talking about rugs, that part gets totally swept under the rug. But what's happened, the transformation that's happening on the inside is something that, I never really thought of with Diwali, but to me that actually makes me like it even more as I think about it as an adult.
4: But I think it's meant to be that. I think it is isn't meant to be like this physical reminder of that spiritual lesson. You know, like even we're told we need to clean our homes and everything needs to be fresh and new um, new bed sheets. You're, you're, you're just basically doing this like spring cleaning.
1: Every year on Diwali, we would light a dia, light a little candle, and um, we would say a prayer. And we were not doing it because, I mean, I personally don't believe in God, just full disclosure, so I don't know why the hell I was doing it. I was doing it because it kind of just felt nice. There's something therapeutic about uh, doing something in sync with other people and kind mm-hmm. of feeling like you're part of this bigger community. Does the volley break apart then if nobody's around you? Like,
0: do you, do you practice yeah. that via tradition when you, when you left home?
1: No, because my fiance is super weirded out if I try to do it. <laughs> he's just like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there with you. Yeah, he's not gonna do it. So, I mean, so if I do it alone, then it loses all of its oomph. And so for a, a long time, I was going back for Fire Tower every year because I couldn't get it with without physically being there. As I've gotten older,
0: what I've realized is missing in my life is exactly what we were talking about before, kind of that other pillar, which is the spirituality of it. You
4: know, I had my three kids and I so badly wanted to recreate what we had as children. And I knew I couldn't do that. I think when I realized that it wasn't going to be exactly the same, that's when I had to find that true meaning of Diwali. You're lighting a dia and you're, you're celebrating with your community. I think it's also this reminder of lighting Zia within ourselves.
3: One of the things I've I've kind of come to realize, seeing Hinduism somewhat through an outsider's eyes, because my husband was not brought up Hindu. He was born in a Muslim family and was raised Muslim and doesn't practice Islam at this point. Um, But seeing how he viewed Hinduism, it was really interesting to me. And what I have kind of realized is that, Hinduism, there's not a lot written. It's not like, you know, every Hindu to be a Hindu has to do these five things on Mm -hmm. Diwali, and every Hindu has to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. There's no 10 commandments to be Hindu. Like, my parents were like, what's the problem? Like, let's just all light a dia. Nothing about this is religious. And it would be so hard for me to, like, you know, explain that to Usman sometimes. It's very interesting to me when you're kind of like, well, since it's not. Written these five scriptures, you know, let's just have a party and celebrate and wear new clothes and light a diya and pray to goddess Lakshmi, and then you're like, oh wait, that's the line between culture and you know religion is the praying to goddess Lakshmi part. Religion
2: to me is something more ritualistic, and something that really doesn't make a lot of sense to me on in, on an intellectual level. But I will still, despite that, go home and celebrate Diwali with my family. I will still participate in the rituals with my family out of respect for them and respect for the traditions, which is so contradictory to my own intellectual
1: perspective on it. So normally, Indians touch elders' feet. I never questioned it, I never like thought about it. I never you know I was just like, that's the thing you do to show respect, and that's how they understand respect, and that's how you sh- that's how you give respect um And, and, and that's not necessarily Hindu, you know,
3: that's, that's a part of Indian culture. And and again, that was another thing that was so difficult to explain to Osman, where he was like, am I like, you know, bowing down to like, you know, the goddess lecture, like, no, you're just like literally saying that I respect you. (laughs) Yeah. um, And it, it is really difficult to explain that those things to an outsider.
1: Well, so, like, with my ex-boyfriend, I mean, and he was Hispanic, he was, like, horrified by that idea. The idea of touching someone's feet, he was like, that is so gross. Why would I touch <laughs> someone's feet? You know, like, like, where have those feet been? You know, like, like, have they been walking around all day and I'm just, like, rubbing my hands all over them?
4: They don't want, like, girls who are not married to touch anyone's feet, which I find very strange. And I've also passed this on to my own children, but now, like, talking to you guys, I'm like, is that strange that I'm asking my son to do this and not my daughter's? I don't know. I
3: feel like you can just literally write your own script with Hinduism. I mean, you can be like, on Tuesdays, I don't eat meat. Someone else like, oh, on Wednesdays, I don't eat meat. And then someone's like, on Saturdays, I don't buy cars. And it's like, what? Where is the, like, you know? <laughs> on and like, I
0: only buy BMWs.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's so arbitrary that I've had countless arguments with my parents about, like, But why? Sometimes, you know, the best answer, and I think probably the answer we'll give to our children, is because that's what my parents taught me and I respect them. I'm um,
2: single, I'm not married, and this is a big worry for my mom, as it is for many Indian moms whose daughters aren't married. She spoke to the priest about what I can do to find a partner, and the priest recommended some really, to me, seemingly random rituals for me to do. Uh, One was to wear black on Saturdays. One was to uh, do a particular prayer every Tuesday. One was to be vegetarian on a particular day, but I didn't get a reason. I'm sure there was a reason behind the vegetarianism. And then my favorite was to eat an apple on Tuesdays that is red and then also (laughs) donate a red apple to someone. So I had to just say, look, mom, if you- I'm
1: not eating a red apple on Tuesday.
3: I'm not doing (laughs) any of these things.
1: Was the priest no white? (laughs) so my grandmother died a few years ago and um we were all in in um in adipur and um in india and the priest was like you you have to be here for seven days and then you do the prayer on the seventh day and whatnot Uh, my dad had like an emergency for work where he was like can i leave on the fifth day but come back on the sixth day And the priest thought about it for a while, and then he was like, if you pay me $100, I can, like,
4: make this go away for you. I had just had it. I was just like, what? What? That's when things get perverted, though. You know, like, there is – I think that's when people start to misunderstand religion, and that's when people – you know, that's when you lose people because that's not legit. That isn't. It can't be. Well,
3: bullshit. I think Neha's story, Riga's story – All of that just highlights that, like, because it's such an older religion, it's just more open to abuses like Mm -hmm. that. The pundit that married me thought he was, like, you know, a comedian, um, told me to, like, you know, never give my husband microwaved food. You're like, you're going off script, you're going off script, and then you're just kind of like, well, there was no script because Hinduism just lost that script, like, years ago, or perhaps (laughs) there never was one.
2: We may connect to the Vali for different reasons. For some, it's a spiritual and religious connection.
0: And for others, it's cultural and affirms our Indianness.
3: The lines are blurred between culture, religion, and spirituality. And as we get older, what matters to you may stay the same or change. Thank you so much for tuning in to our latest episode
0: of Chit Chat. If you have any questions for the Chit Chat crew, have topics you'd like us to discuss, or just want to share your feelings, please feel free to email us at ilovechitchat at gmail.com. Don't forget! Chat is spelled with two A's. Talk soon.